Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Cuckoo's not, uh, he's not cleared to play yet. He's, he's, um, I would say at least, it's, he's at least over a week away, uh, plan uh bouchard we've had some conversations about we'll see how that goes here down the stretch that's dave tippett oilers head coach uh, i would suggest to you that if the oilers get that x uh beside uh the team name over the course of the next two games which no disrespect to tonight's opponent the vancouver canucks who the Oilers play tonight and tomorrow uh could be a possibility that maybe that would increase the possibility or plausibility that evan bouchard gets in the lineup bob stopper with you uh, you're listening to Oilers now, and we will tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop a recommendation at Royal Pizza Mediterranean Chicken. Without further ado, from Post Media in Vancouver, oh, it just never ends. Uh, ben Guzma right now uh, for a bit of a look at the Vancouver Canucks. How you doing, Ben? I'm well. I got to give you the latest. Uh, you know, as they say in Vancouver, when it rains, it pours. Um, from the morning skate today, uh, we learned that Brandon Sutter and Mark Michaelis have upper body injuries. And if you're keeping count, that's six roster forwards and eight overall, including a couple guys on LTIR. So the Canucks are basically missing eight forwards as they uh, prepare to take on the juggernaut that is the uh, Edmonton Oilers here tonight. Well, the Oilers wouldn't call themselves a juggernaut. They'd say they're they're having a, a decent season and they got room for growth. Uh, I've got a stat for you because I did it during the break. With uh, Grayevac coming in the lineup tonight, uh, I believe he's going to play with Highmore and Hor- uh, Horlock, and then they're going to play Boyd, VC, and McEwen. 72 combined games with the Canucks, with those six bottom six forwards. They have two goals. So seven. Yeah, seven, and I'll, and I'll give you. I'll give you another one here. And the, the reason I call that the Oilers a juggernaut because anybody outside of Vancouver today, right, 
is a juggernaut. Okay. VC, and okay, here we're going to do a little bit more for you here. Um, VC and Boyd, who they, of course, waiver wire claims, and they trade for Highmore. And I know it's not a big a, a case study as, as you just gave me, but this is recent. I mean, they got them for a reason. They're, they're unrestricted free agents, they're on cheap tickets. Uh, the waiver wire claims, I should say. Highmore's got another year. So, is there a possibility that, I don't know, if you look at your veteran element, do they have a chance of coming back? Well, let me tell you, those three guys in 24 combined games have nothing. Bagels across the board. Not a goal, not an assist, not a point, and they've only combined for 17 shots. So there you go. Uh, Highmore, you would. Re- I don't know if you remember this because you're probably focused on the Canucks uh, playing series against the Minnesota Wild and Alex Stalock. That's his last uh, appearance in the NHL, by the way. Was that uh, who scored that overtime winner for the Canucks in Game Four of that series? I'm trying to remember. Was that Tanev? I can't remember who it was. Anyhow, uh, Heim- that. Yeah, ten. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Hor- uh, Matthew Highmore got a couple against Edmonton for Chicago in that playing series. That fourth line killed the Oilers. So, so there you go. Well, they they like his. He's, a, he's probably a guy. He's probably going to be on the fourth line next year. He's got a year left, cheap contract, yep. and yep. Uh, he's probably going to fit here next year. Ben uh, and I, and we did speak on the weekend. Uh, the Jake Furtanen story. He's, I guess, we termed this as on, he's on leave. Uh, the league is obviously going to have to investigate uh, what turned out to be um, a, a very serious allegation uh, on an Instagram story. Has there actually? Does anybody know if there's? Has there been a police file even started on this? To anybody's knowledge, with uh, uh, with Furtanen at all? Well, we did a story, an extensive story, the day of uh, the report, and at that point, uh, the police had not received an official uh, complaint. But of course, that was for Monday. That was a couple of days ago. So, um, you know, we're still we're staying on top of it. The goalposts may have shifted on that, but uh, there was nothing uh, at, at the day of the report. This is a very troubling story. Uh, mm-hmm. There is, there is a. Uh, I would not want to be Jake Vertanen or Kevin Epp, his agent, in, in this situation. Of course, there's a presumed innocence here. However, these are different times, as we all know. Um, Jake Vertanen can also be bought out at 1.30. He, he, I mean, based on his performance to date, was he a possibility to be bought out or traded in the offseason uh, before this had occurred? Well, I think uh, they tried to move him a couple of times uh, during the season. Uh, at one point, there was some talk with Anaheim about Dad and Heinen, two struggling forwards, doing a swap. Uh, I was told that the Ducks wanted an add-on to that uh, deal because of the problem with Bertanen with a 2.8 cap hit. It's 3.4 in real money next year. And in a flat cap world, uh, uh, 3.4 for a, probably a third-line winger is pretty rich for anybody else's taste. And uh, I think the other thing that was out there, because, you know, Vancouver and Boston tend to deal a lot, was if you've got a struggling forward here in Britannia and you've got a guy who can't get into the lineup in DeBrusque, maybe you uh, swap a problem for a problem. Uh, nothing came of it. So uh, we're at a point today where uh, not just the buyout possibility, Bob, but uh, maybe he doesn't even get protected for, for the expansion draft as well. And uh, right. you, you see if somebody would take a chance on him in that respect. But, you know, regardless, uh, the optics just aren't good. I mean, this is a guy who came off a career season, 18 goals, 18 assists, and, uh, you know, got the two-year deal and everything was looking fine. But 
gained absolutely no traction from the get-go here. And um, a lot of nights he hasn't played. And and now we're down a path that nobody wants to be a part of on a multitude of fronts. It's just a, it's, it's just the optics. Yeah, like you said earlier. I mean, uh, un, un, you know, until there's an actual judgment here, it, it's just the, the optics of the entire situation uh, for a first round pick who's from here, who um, you know is is always kind of a lightning rod for criticism as a first. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas round pick sixth overall who hasn't lived up to that uh, billing as a top six power forward yeah uh we're joined right now by ben kuzma ben i mean uh, again it's just like you know Pedersen has been out f- seemingly forever and then the, the 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 pandemic hit the team and knocked you know half the team out i mean it's just one thing after it's been a real tough year in vancouver hasn't it well, it's been numbing. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing is we tend to be, uh, you know, very black and white in what we do for a living. When the team doesn't perform, you, you have to, you know, hold it to the fire. But when you've got the amount of guys they have out of the lineup, you mentioned Pedersen, he's, you know, he was injured on March 1st uh, in Winnipeg, suspected wrist injury, went into the boards awkwardly, tried to play through the next day, and he hasn't been around. And he's your best center. And you can go down the line. I mean, even Besser, who leads the team in 17 goals, hasn't scored in the last 10. I mean, they've just plummeted. The offense is now 27th. I mean, the power play that was supposed to be at top four potential is down to 19. Uh, so in every way, shape, or form, uh, the actual game on the ice uh, has been horrible. But when you try to temper it without these guys go through, I mean, you're not just talking about injuries. You're talking about a pandemic when the team is shut down. When 25 people in the organization, including staffers and other members, were, were hit by the virus, and some were pretty slow to come around and, and even lingered into when they tried to play again. You could just see, I think, uh, one night Thatcher Demko, was, it was startling uh, seeing in how heavily he was breathing post-game. Um, it, it, it's, it's one of these things where I don't think the season can end soon enough for these guys. Like I said, they've got 11 games crammed into 17 days here. And uh, it's been a season like no other. I haven't dealt with a team that's gone through anything like this. Would there have been a person, what percentage of the fan base would have been just completely comfortable if the NHL would have just said, you know what, Vancouver, you're done for the year based upon the severity of, of what occurred? Now, saying that, the Devils and Buffalo, and, you know, I, I know Buffalo, it played a part in, in Ralph Kruger's uh, ultimate demise because uh, it wiped out half their team. And I don't think Taylor Hall was right for a long time. I know guys in Boston had it, guys in Colorado had like, you know, Dallas at the start of the year. But, you know, 
there's there's an approach to life out in BC for some that's maybe a little bit different than other parts of North America. Would there have been a percentage of the fan base that would have just said, screw this, let's just end the season right now, Canucks weren't going to make the playoffs anyways, and come back next year? Was that thought process out there? Oh, I think so, and uh, I've certainly written about it. And even, you know, when the Canucks were sort of kind of – you know, the playoffs were not quite that mirage on the horizon, but then they still had four games left against last place Ottawa and Calgary was stumbling. I mean, there was some thought here that why don't you just eliminate the games that will have nothing to do with the playoff chase and award the division on points percentage in terms of the top four seedings. Uh, of course, that, that didn't gain any traction because, you know, as well as I do, it, 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 this is all about revenue. And, uh, you know, when, when you start canceling games, uh, money has to be paid back to broadcasters and, and the revenue pool shrinks and and the players are, you know, they're partners. I mean, they, they share in, in, in revenue as much as they're hurting physically and mentally through everything they've gone through. Uh, they're also part of a process that has uh, been challenging, to say the least. From Post Media, Ben Kuzma, Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Um is there a, you know, Ben, I'm going to take you down the Oilers train in 1819. That was a tough year for Oilers fans. They were really angry. Pete, uh, first Todd McClellan lost his job, uh, and then Pete Shirelli lost his job. And a lot of people, uh, it was right around this time that the Oilers hired Ken Holland. A lot of people thought he was uh, best past his expiration date. And one of the best things Ken did was hire an experienced coach. And Edmonton has gained some traction over the last couple of years. And I'd say they're a good team now. I think they once they get some cap space this summer, they got a chance to be a, a top eight team in the league. They're, they're probably eight through 12 right now, but a, a legit uh, a, a top team. It seems all dreary for the Canucks right now. But the reality is they do have Demko signed. And they've got a couple pretty good pieces there, albeit guys that got to be signed in terms of the aforementioned Pedersen along with Hughes. Do people see it that way right now, or do they think that the Canucks are going to be challenged again next season because of how much money they got tied up in third and fourth liners? Well, yeah, I think that's that what really comes home to roost here because the problem in Vancouver here was handling out, you know, handing out term like candy here. I mean, giving, giving Beagle a, a four-year deal, giving Roussel a four-year deal, I mean, they'd be off the books this summer. And suddenly you're, you're clearing up $6 million. Uh, that's part of the problem here. I, I think every, every time Tyler Toffoli scores a goal, um, everybody in town grimaces. Uh, this is a guy where uh, I think you could have done some math uh, to retain a guy who's got 27 goals. I mean, you just don't replace that. I mean, if the Foley's still here, suddenly your top six looks legit. And, and a kid like Holglander, who's got a pretty big upside, is playing on a third line where he belongs instead of being on a first or second line on a nightly basis and trying to do what he has done in a season that started in Sweden. The kid's already had a long year, and, he, and he's a pretty legit rookie. So uh, there's that. Yeah, there's, obviously there's pieces here. But, you know, it, it's, you always get a little bit nervous when somebody's coming off a wrist injury. I mean, Brock, you know, we all know Brock Besser had the back injury, but his, he also had a wrist ailment, and that kind of bugged him. He said that this is the first year where he hasn't had anything since that back injury and a subsequent wrist problem uh, because the velocity and the accuracy of your shot is not there. When something's tugging at your lower back and you plant your skates and then you let that wrist shot go and you get a bit of a twinge in your wrist, suddenly you're missing the net instead of picking the corners like he's been doing this year. So there are some pieces here, uh, but there are not enough. I think that what's coming home to roost is mismanagement of the bottom six in Vancouver, 
uh, they could have got a lot of mileage out a lot of guys, got a lot of younger and not paid as much. And now they're trying to figure out uh, how they can sort of massage that bottom six um, on the fly. And uh, that's fine, except when you inherit, so you, when you trade for somebody or go to the waiver wire, you're basically acquiring somebody else's problem or somebody that they thought was, you know, dispensable. So it, it's a long road here. Yeah, well, once you start claiming guys on waivers, it's a sign your team ain't good enough. Uh, all right, so let's cut to the chase here, uh, Ben. The, uh, the Canucks have got Jim Benny. And they've got Travis Green. Now, Travis has been quite animated the last couple of times I've seen uh, the Canucks play. Uh, yep. I think he's a pretty good coach. I th- My guess out there is the fan base probably likes Green more than Benning. Is that a fair assessment? I would think so. And that probably just gets back to some of the bottom six stuff we talked about and, and to fully not being here. So, um there's some resentment there. Uh, I think that's fair to say. I think they look at Travis and they go, well, well, hang on here. I mean, they got into the playoffs, the postseason on points percentage. They had uh, this marvelous run in the Edmonton bubble. And whether that's a player thing or a coach thing, think it's going to be that easy to just pick up where you left off. I think everybody's in that, that pie together. Um, I, I, I know that GM wants to resign him, but it's not his call. It's ownership's call. And you've got an owner who's like his, like his peers has lost a lot of money, and he has, of course, he's, you know, a big business magnate in in BC, and he's lost a lot of money in all his other endeavors. And but you know, Travis is not a cap issue. Travis is a pay me issue, and uh, it um, and unfortunately, the pendulum leverage has swung. Travis had it in the summer. Ownership has it now with a team yeah. that's not going to make the playoffs. So, um, you know, never dull. Uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if they didn't come to some sort of uh, solution on this. But, you know, the bottom line is probably Travis isn't going to get the term that he wants. I would think he'd want three years for sure. Uh, I don't think that has been offered. Great stuff, Ben. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Okay, Bob, take care. You bet. From Post Media in Vancouver, that is Ben Kuzma. It is currently 1.49 in Edmonton. We are going to go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you daily by Dennis and Jason at Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. And back at the 6.30 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. Well, in 1988, Wayne Gretzky picked up three assists to lead the Oilers to a 4-1 win over the visiting Detroit Red Wings in Game 1 of the Campbell Conference Finals, the team combining for 82 penalty minutes. And, of course, this was all part of Gretzky's last run in the playoffs with the Orange and Blue. Well, Detroit was, uh, they, Detroit, of course, played the Oilers in the 87 and in the 88 playoffs. Um, they were far from a completed project at that time. Jacques Demers was their head coach. Steve Iserman had emerged as a legitimate number one center, albeit not quite on the level of a Gretzky and Messier. I mean, that's not an insult. Um, that's like saying that Pedersen's not on the level of McDavid and Drysaddle, except McDavid and Drysaddle haven't won yet, but they're the top two scoring players for two years in a row uh, running. And again, tonight they're going to play in the same line against the Vancouver Canucks. Detroit had a tough team, man. I mean, they had Probert, they had Kosher, they had Gallant that could fight as a middleweight, uh, and there was some feistiness, and Edmonton ultimately won, uh, I think, both those series. They went one and four and one and five. I'm trying to recall. Uh, but anyhow, maybe both in five. And of course, there was the infamous Goose Loonies. Uh, 
incident as well. Randy out of Brooks, Alberta, says the Oilers faithful better start cheering for the Jets to get it together. We don't want to play Montreal in the first round. Maybe the Jets prefer the Leafs over Edmonton given recent results, and that explains their implosion. Actually, I, when I've seen Winnipeg play Toronto, they've they've given them a run. I, I just think Winnipeg's – you take a look at who's out for Winnipeg. Nikolai Ehlers this year has been one of their two best forwards. And then they don't have Adam Lowry, their third-line center. Speaking of injuries, Montreal. And I know the Jets have dropped six straight. But the Canadians have got like $35 million. of They don't have Carey Price in goal. Now they don't have Shea Weber on defense. Um, they don't have Gallagher, who is, many say, the lifeblood of the Montreal Canadiens up front. Drouin has left the team. Uh, he's had a poor offensive campaign scoring, but he's an effective player. Like, they've got some pretty good players not going. The Oilers uh, will not have uh, Gaetan Haas or Devin Shore, who both were playing third-slash-fourth-line center against the Leafs the other, or against the uh, Flames the other night. Uh, they're both out for tonight. The Lions again today. Connor McDavid with Leon Dreisaitl and yes, employee army. Connor Yamamoto's struggling a bit. He's got just one goal in his last 20 games. He uh, will play on a line with Nugent Hopkins. And Dominic Cahoon, uh, Ryan McLeod will center Tyler Ennis. Based upon the fact that both uh, Shore and Haas came out a little bit tweaked in terms of a dealing with a minor uh, challenge, I wonder whether or not they'll emergency recall Tyler Ennis, Josh Archibald on the right side, who, for the record, I fully expect the Oilers will protect. Not only that, he's got another year left at $1.5 million. It wouldn't surprise me if he got signed to another uh, sort of... Uh, short-term extension after that. Very effective player. And then uh, the fourth line, uh, Jujar Kara, looking like he's going to drop back in with James Neal and Alex Chason. Oilers will have Nurse with Barry, Kulikov and Larson, Jones and Bear, and Miko Koskinen 11-11 on the season of 2.99 goals against average. 906 save percentage. He will start in goal. All right. So let's uh, look at it. Special thanks to all of you that participated in today's interactive element to the show. Uh, we will have a complete review of uh, tonight's game tomorrow on Oilers Now, along with Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, reminding you the horses remain in training. They can continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. Cam Moon and myself uh, on uh, the Oilers Radio Network tonight. Face-off show beginning at 6. Of course, Jack Michaels and Louie will have the television call for you. Puck drop is at 8 p.m. Coming up on 6.30 Chad Afternoons today uh, with uh, Jalen Nye. 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Today marks the five-year anniversary of the beginning of the Fort McMurray wildfire, which displaced some 88,000 residents and is estimated to have cost 3.8 billion in damage. Former Wood Buffalo Mayor Melissa Blake will join Jay Lynn to share her memories of the devastation and about the resilience of the community. That will come up after the 3 o'clock news. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. I'll rejoin you around 6.30 tonight. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.